Hello, everyone, and welcome to On Your Way to Work, the show that speaks not to employers and not to managers, but to you, our fellow workers on the workplace floor. I'm Christian Witted. And Kaylee Screen, and today we have a show that is focusing around the concept of growing. And recently I had a good friend post something that said, forever is composed of a series of now. And that is such a powerful statement when you think about it. Forever is composed of a collection of nows. Every moment that you currently have makes your future, makes your destiny. Destiny is not something that is spoken to or over you, but it's something that you continually forge every day. And so when we connect that to the workplace, we can see that in the concept of growth, because growth is not something that happens overnight. It is continual change, a continual learning and continual advancement. Growth is not, for example, chasing the next role or getting that next promotion. Growth is being the best that you can where you are now. And progressively expanding your capacity, both in skill and in presence, wherever you are working is growth on an everyday perspective. So we are excited for you to learn about growth from our amazing interviewee and from Rick. So we look forward to hearing your commentary. Well, hi, everybody. It's Rick Witted, and I'm in studio with Jeff Wambalt, very, very dear friend of mine. Jeff, it's good to have you here. Hey, thanks, Rick. Glad to be here. You and I have been talking about doing this for some years now, haven't we? We have, and I'm uh, glad that we're finally actually getting it done. So, again, yeah. thanks for having me on uh, on the phone with you today. Well, well, thanks a lot. So, Jeff is someone who has been in the financial industry for a decade and a half, and he is now a uh, real estate guru in the beautiful city of Denver, Colorado. And I just love uh, being with Jeff anytime I get a chance to be out there. So, Jeff, I know you recently went through a big career change in your life. You had been in the financial industry and got the privilege of working with you a little bit through the years. And you've just been a phenomenal leader and manager in that arena. And uh, now you're at a different phase in life. I would love for you to just take some time with the listeners and share a little bit about your background and your thought process, and then hopefully we'll, we'll be a blessing to some folks by the end of this. Sure. No, I think that's great, Rick. And so, you know, just a little bit about my background and you hit the nail on the head, but uh, right out of high school, I, I got into financial services and was with the same company for over 15 years and really started, uh, you know, a job that was a part-time job going to college full-time and uh, realized that this was something that I wanted to turn into a career and that company supported that as well. So, you know, I had the opportunity over over many years to go from a teller to, you know, a banker and then into a, a branch manager position, uh, all the way up to district manager and then regional manager for small business and then working in our business banking department. So a lot of experience, uh, you know, across the board and really enjoyed it. And then, like you said, uh, you know, what, what is my thought process behind the change? And, um, you know, quite honestly, I learned a ton during my time with that, with that company. And quite honestly, they, they trained me in, in a way that I just I couldn't be more thankful for. I learned a lot there. And I really watched, uh, you know, throughout, throughout those 15 and a half years, uh, a lot of business owners develop and build very strong, great businesses. 
And I thought, you know what, over the last uh, year or so that I would love nothing more than to start my own company and run my own business that's customer centric and one that just really does keep the customer at the center of what we do. And so um, here we are today, Rick. And I just, I got to tell you, I couldn't be more thrilled. And quite honestly, that's, uh, that's where my thoughts are today. Just really excited to be running my own company that's uh, designed around uh, doing a great job for clients. You know, it's it's so interesting, uh, Jeff. Just knowing you for for a number of years now, uh, you, you're absolutely cut cut for this, and and I'm I'm very excited for you. I, you know, you sparked something in as you were speaking. You talked about really having start from the ground up with a company and uh, build your way up to you know a pretty respectable level within the organization um, with a vast amount of of both authority and uh, reputation and influence was remarkable uh, you know walk the listener who may be at the bottom they're at the ground floor maybe they're just starting or they've been there a few years what were some key things jeff that allowed you to go from part-time teller during college to, you know, running multiple states for a division within a a large uh, financial firm? You bet. No, I think it's a great question. And I think there's a a few bullet points on that. The first one that really uh, comes to mind for me is I loved my job and I loved what I was doing. And I had a vision to take that job to the next job, to the next level in that place. And so uh, step one for me was I loved it and I wanted to get promoted. And I knew that I had to work harder than everyone else in the room and show people that I really cared about this thing to get that done. So uh, that was really important to me. The other thing that was important uh, in terms of in terms of making that that career growth happen was my belief in what I was doing and my belief in the company I was working for. I think both of those are are really important. They're they, they're really side by side. They're parallel together uh, because if you don't believe in what you're doing and you don't believe in the company you're doing it for, oftentimes you're going to find struggle in that. And I didn't have any struggle with that. I loved it. And the next thing I think that was incredibly important is I communicated with leadership constantly that I wanted to learn their job in a very respectful way. And I pursued that constantly. What can I do to take stuff off the plate of my leadership? Because I wanted to be in those leadership roles and learn those jobs. And, uh, you know, I'm grateful today that I, I worked with leaders that would turn over the keys per se and give me the opportunity to drive the car a little bit and test drive that. And uh, it worked out really well. So I just think, you know, those those three things in particular are, are really important if you're trying to uh, to put your career uh, at the center of what you're doing in your life. So, Man, you just unpacked a ton. We got to dissect that a little bit. So you started by saying you loved your job. Did you grow up wanting to be a a financial services guy? Was this the plan? Did it just happen that way? I guess I'm trying to get to, you know, did you study all of your academic life to be what you became or did you fall in love with it or did you just say, hey, I'm committed and so by gosh, I'm going to love it? I say that thinking there's got to be a lot of people out there immediately ready to tune this out going, well, this doesn't apply. I hate where I am. I, I hate my job. Talk a little bit about that. Sure. So the quick, easy answer to the question is no. I didn't know financial services uh, was, was the job that I wanted to be in. What I knew when I was growing up 
it was I wanted to be a business professional. I wanted to be a guy that put on a suit and tie every day that interacted with business professionals. And so, um, you know, quite honestly, I was talking to one of my mentors, somebody I'm very close to, and he told me that banking might be a good step for me. And so, you know, right after, right after high school, I got out of high school, obviously was, obviously was in college. And I thought, you know what, I'm going to go be a teller at a bank and I'm going to learn that business. And every day I showed up to work, um, trust me, there were some difficult days there. There were days that were challenging and days where maybe I didn't love my job so much. We all have those days. But most days, I absolutely, I went in there with the mindset and made the best of it and knew that I liked the company. I liked the job. I was interested in more jobs within the company. And so I needed to work very hard to get to those, those other positions within the organization and turn that into a career or so. Um, quite honestly, Rick, it was, it was a mentor that gave me the, the kick to get over there and get into the business professional world, especially in banking in particular. Man, you're just unpacking so many of the things we talk about and outgrow your space. But, you know, I think what I love about what you just said, I didn't want to be a teller, but I wanted to be successful. I wanted a start. And, you know, if you're sitting in a role right now and you're thinking, why am I in this job? Do I really want to be here? For some people, sure, it is the job you do where you work. For some people, it is just, you know, the ability to be successful. And I think what you heard from Jeff there, and I want to put words in your mouth, Jeff, but I, but I think what Jeff unpacked for you there for, from his experience was, you know, I wasn't looking for this perfect, specific job to have. I wasn't looking for this perfect or, or specific thing to do. I was looking for a start. And um, and I was willing to start at the bottom and do what I had to do, good days or bad days, to move to move up. And, you know, Jeff, you've, you've also managed a lot of people through the years. And my experience has been I've just seen so many people want to be something uh, instead of just wanting the st- a start, you know, and being willing to just start wherever they have to to earn it over time. Could you could you speak to that a little bit, maybe? Yeah, absolutely. So when it comes to leadership and starting out, uh, you know, I'll have two things there. So first of all, um, jobs in general, working in general, it's kind of nice from my perspective to start in a position where you can learn, to your point earlier, Rick, from the ground up. And the reason why I think that's a good way to learn in any organization is because when you do have the opportunity to get promoted, and you do have influence over other people, you understand what they're doing. You understand their job. And quite honestly, I just, I don't feel like there's any better way to go. So I I try not to be role focused. And I really tried to help people that I led when I was a leader, not to be role focused, but to be focused on what is the, what is, what is your future goal for your career? Where do you see yourself down the road? And by the way, it's going to take some serious steps to get there. We don't just get there overnight. We've got to have a really clear, defined plan. And that's designed by us as employees, by the way, not by another leader that helps us. They don't have to do that for us. It's our job to take control of our career. But, um, you know, that's that's really the way I look at that. And quite honestly, I just feel like it's it's the only way to, to work a career. And here I am starting over again in my career. I'm now in real estate and I'm starting from the bottom, Rick, and I'm completely okay with that. Because I'll learn this job inside and out, and I'll find a bigger and better way to make this this job incredible. 
Well, and knowing your track record, I'm, I'm sure that's going to happen pretty quickly. So, Jeff, what is the problem? Why is being role-focused in your career a potential harm or, or threat or detraction from your career path? Yeah, I think that there's um, a couple of reasons why I think role focus is a problem. One is um, maybe that maybe that role isn't a good fit for you, and you're so focused on that role, but yet it is not a good fit for you. And because it's not a good fit, and you're trying to put a square peg in a round hole, it's just something that may not ever come to fruition. And so role focus isn't isn't the way to go. I think the other reason why it's it's not a good route route to go is because I think you set yourself up for failure. At the end of the day, you've got you've got people around you that can help you identify what roles would be good for you. And if you're only focused on one role, I think it closes off a lot of other a lot of other opportunities in your career. And quite honestly, I I also learned that from my mentor. My mentor always told me, he said, keep an open mind to all conversations. Jeff, you've managed a lot of people through the years. Have you seen individuals that were role focused and, and, you know, no specific names or people or places, but, you know, are there stories that you can think of that you could share with the listeners where, you know, being role focused instead of um, having an open mind and focusing more, if I could, if I could use the words I use in Outgrow Your Space, you know, manage the path of the career and not the next job, next role, next level. Do you have any examples out there where it stunted someone because they were so fixated on the job? Absolutely. Yeah, I, I have a ton of examples. And there's one that comes to mind when I was uh, very high up in the organization as a leader, uh, managing and influencing hundreds of employees. But um, there was an individual that was really stuck on having the job that I was in. And that job didn't come up very often. It rarely actually was a job that was available to work in. And because of that focus on that one job only, when it was time to go look at other opportunities, that individual couldn't, couldn't see through to, to seeing what potential those other opportunities would do for their career. And so they were, quote unquote, missed opportunities. Those jobs were not jobs available to that individual because they, they were so singly focused on one position, one role in the company. And my thought is there's a very strong possibility that person could have got to their end goal, which was the role I was in, had they kept an open mind on other positions. And maybe that job would, you know, maybe that job wouldn't have been their dream job then, but that job could have been a stepping stone to the next job that they really wanted. You know, I think in, in two and a half years of this show and, and over 100 plus episodes now, I've never dug into this topic. And so I really appreciate you sharing this, Jeff. I think it's I think you're spot on, um, you know, and if I could add my my own two cents, you know, from my experience, because I, I've both been that person as well as managed that person. Um, when you when you fixate on a specific role, I, I'm just going to give you a couple things, listeners, that I think you run the risk of creeping in on your career path journey. One is impatience. Um, the higher you go up on a pyramid, the less blocks it takes to get to that single block at the top. And that means there's a longer line of bricks beneath that. And so the further you progress in an organization, the longer the, the waiting time is. 
And so if you're fixated on a specific job, you run the risk of being out of balance with your time frame and the time frame that it takes to accrue that role. And so you're going to find yourself on your career path becoming impatient if the only thing that matters, if the holy grail is the job itself. I've been there before. I've made that mistake. I've maybe left an organization too soon because of that mistake, only to find out later that I missed huge opportunities for growth and learning. I think the second thing that you've got to be careful of when you get very role fixated on a job is the sense of entitlement. Because you may have been in your role quite a while. Jeff said, man, I've been just migrating up, progressing up in my career for a decade and a half, you know, before I I got to where I ultimately landed. And if Jeff hadn't been patient, if he had been, you know, focused on this specific role that he landed in uh, and nothing else, then, you know, at some point, a sense of entitlement is going to kick in. And, you know, and here's the funny part about it, Jeff, I'm just, you, you can almost answer this for me. The role you ended in, was that anywhere on your map? No, <laughs> it's that easy. It definitely yeah. was not on the map. That's the point, right? Here's what I love about what he's been saying. The goal of my career was not promotion. You may have heard those words a little bit from him earlier, but clearly as you listen to Jeff, the goal of his career was growth. I want to grow. I want to learn. And you cannot manage your career in that manner if you're fixated on a role. The goal of your career has to be growth. A rising tide lifts all boats. And if you're focused in on growing, at the end of the day, what ends up happening is because you've gotten so much better at what you do, Now you find these other paths along your career journey opening up and you end up in a better place than you ever thought you would be in a much, you know, higher level or, you know, whatever higher is to you. For some, that's the role or the money. For some, that's, you know, reputation and and, and, and trust and teamwork. For some, it's work-life balance, the ability to, you know, own their own schedule, whatever, you know, higher is for you. When, when promotion becomes the only goal and you define that, you know, fairly narrowly as just the next job versus as, as you know, Jeff has managed his career and, you know, had the privilege of, of, of observing that for a few years, you know, it was all about growing. How do I get better? How do I get better? So, Jeff, I'm going to transition here um, because you got me excited now. The other component to that, and I've witnessed this in in your life um, many times, the other component of that is people relationships. Why don't you speak a little bit that you you keep talking about your mentor, um, and and I know you've got multiple mentors, um, and you've had them throughout your career. Why don't you speak a little bit to how that's helped you along your career path journey? Yeah, I would I would start off by saying that my career wouldn't have taken off like it did without the help of all my mentors throughout my entire career. And it started when I was a teller. I had a leader that I embraced and I tried very, very, very hard with and worked very diligently with to learn her job. She was a leader. And again, I wanted to learn her job. And um, the way to do that, my approach with that was to take things off of her plate and let her know that I wanted her to mentor me 
on what her role was. And I pursued that heavily. I'm an 18 year old high school graduate going to college. And I said, Hey, I really want you to mentor me on your role. And I want to learn your job. And what was great is my leader was very open to that. And I think it really opened up a lot of opportunities. So we worked together for years and she continued to develop me and pour into me only as much as I would ask for. So that ball was in my court. I, I was not entitled to that mentorship. It was something that I had to earn and show her that I was working for every day. And so it started out that way, again, as a really young, really young uh, kid, quite honestly, in, in a job. And I took that same mentality to my next role. And that was, you know, when I worked with another manager and I let him know that I wanted to learn his job and I wanted to take stuff off of his plate. And he said, absolutely. And by no means did he just take stuff off of his plate and put it on my desk every day. He found me in his office asking to do that often. And I would say, you know, maybe it wasn't every day, but it was several times throughout the week where I would check in with him and see if there was anything I could do to learn more about his position. And so that ball was in my court again. I'm going to ask you a question. At any point in these exchanges, as you were learning the jobs, and I'm assuming, uh, you know, getting better, taking on more, did you know, talk a little bit about pay? Because I could hear some people listening to this now going, well, if I'm going to take on that, I mean, are they going to pay me more? Can you just speak a little bit to, to that area? Sure. Yeah. So I think the, the first part of that is, no, there wasn't any additional pay for that. And then quite honestly, if, if I wanted to and I, wasn't, and I wasn't focused enough, I could have spent a lot of time on focusing on what you know, my, the mentorship that I was requesting from these folks and not focusing on my primary job and the commissions I could earn in that job. So no, there wasn't any pay. And yes, I had to, I really had to multitask and time manage when I was asking to take stuff off of their plates, because if I didn't do it the right way, I could also miss out on opportunity to make more money out on the front line in front of customers every day. So it was a task that I carefully managed and one that I was also grateful for every single day, because quite honestly, folks don't have to give us that opportunity. But I found throughout my career, Rick, that anyone you ever ask is more than willing, but they're not going to just give it to you. You have to ask every time that ball again, lies in your court. So. Yeah. That, that's such an important truth. Um, listeners, uh, I appreciate you sharing that Jeff, because I think it's counter to our current culture, our, our current culture is so hesitant to engage and embrace, and we, we are just individualistic. We're not the aggregarian culture anymore where it takes everybody to really keep the farm going. You know, now we, we come home, we go into our garages, and we know very few of our neighbors by first name or, or at least know them very well if we weren't raised in that same community. So, you know, what you're saying, Jeff, I think is it's tough for many people. We, you know, our culture teaches us, you know, just kind of stay in your lane, keep your eyes focused, don't get involved. And what you're hearing Jeff saying is you got to get involved with people and uh, ask for the opportunity. And I think what Jeff highlights, a great lesson that I've learned in my career as well, is you can really stand out uh, with stretch assignments, asking for more, to do more. 
but be careful. You've got to ask patiently. And what do I mean by that? I mean, if you're constantly pulling on someone's coattail and, and it's basically me, 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 can I please, 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 let me, let me, let me, let me, I can, I can do it, I can prove it, I can show you. If, if you're coming off in that way, you'd aggravate the heck out of me, I'm just going to tell you, because you, you lack one component that's required for strong growth, and that's patience. So w- when you ask, you've got to do so in a way that shows a level of maturity kind of hard to explain, but you know you know it when you see it. And I would imagine, Jeff, when you were asking for things to do, to your point one, make, make sure the current job you're doing is spot on and top notch. Two, you know, make sure you have the ability to manage what you're doing along with the additional that you're asking for. And you've got to have a sense of patience. If you're not getting it when you're asking for it, there is a consensus in your leadership that's saying, right now, you're not ready for it. And that's probably the biggest interview you'll ever have in your entire career. It's not when you get it or when you're trying to get it. It's how do you respond and how do you behave when you don't get it? Let me switch in these last couple of minutes. You've chosen a different path. What made you change your path? What was going on inside of you that made you change and maybe talk a little bit about, you know, the litmus test for you that made you end up making that decision. Cause you walked away from a lot. No, you're right. You're absolutely right, Rick. And I, I did, I walked away from a lot and I enjoyed that company so much and the doors wide open to go back if the day comes to that. But, um, you know, I've, I've had a passion for real estate my entire life. And that undoubtedly has been something that I've really had my, had my sights on for a long time. And there was just this thing ticking inside of me saying, Hey, you're not getting any younger. And that's something that you're really interested in. And if you're going to go and you're going to build that business and grow that business, there's really no better time than the present. So it was a calculated decision. And it was one that I had given a lot of thought to and prepared for. I knew that leaving that great paying job, by the way, and that great career was a very big risk. But I also, I kind of hedged some of that risk in two ways. One was I saved for the change. I didn't just go make the change and it wasn't an emotionally driven change. It was a change that I knew at the end of the day that I wanted to pursue, but I also wanted to be prepared for that, that career change. And then two, I also made sure that that passion that I have for real estate was a very real passion. And I I literally, I wrote down several times why I thought it made sense to make this change. And every time I walked away from that, I I really determined that it was, it it was because it's, I I wanted to run my own business and I wanted to really give that a shot and um, not just give it a shot, but make it successful and work really hard to drive great results for a company that I own every day. I'm going to dig a little deeper on you there. So Jeff is someone that I know fairly well. And Jeff, I know a part of your decision was also wrapped up in this work, this idea of balance to what was important to you more so than just the next notch in the the corporate career. Could you, could you speak to that a little bit? Because I got several listeners out there who, you know, the idea of the next biggest job or some corporate impressive title or business card is is really not their idea of promotion or career progression. Is there anything you would say to the person who's thinking like that as well? 
Sure, absolutely. So in terms of the overall big corporate position, um, it, it is exciting to be in those jobs and it is an incredibly rewarding job. But your work-life balance does does get rocked pretty hard. And you work an incredible amount of hours to make sure that the people around you are successful. And I love that. And I would do it again, to be honest with you. I have no problem doing it. But on the flip side, it is also nice to be able to put together a very good personal life and a working life. And that is something that I thought would be something I, I could do when, I, when I'm running my own business and my own company was create a lot of balance there. And so I took my eye off that big title, that big position and realized that that's not what all, that's not what life's all about for me. And that doesn't drive me a ton, but what drives me every day is to get up and do a great job for customers and also enjoy time with my friends and family. And so um, I don't know if that answers the question, Rick, but quite honestly, that's, that's how I see it. The, the, my eyes were no longer on a title. Like that was not important to me at all. Um, what was important to me was finding balance in my life. And this was, this was one way to create that balance. Yeah. And if I know you, you're still working your butt off. You're not working any less <laughs> harder. You are indeed a hard way. Jeff, thanks so much, man, for just really coming on and being honest and open with the listeners. I, I, I got to say to you, major kudos um, for the decision you made along your, your career journey here. Um, we just don't speak enough, I think, to pursuing the path that aligns most closely to your values. And you can have so much success, but if it's not aligned with your values, I can guarantee you, if you're not already doing it, 18 to 36 months in that role, you're going to be asking the same old question. Should I be doing more? Should I be doing something else? Is this what I'm supposed to be doing? That's a really telltale sign that you may not be managing your career to your values. So I know you're a big real estate juggernaut in the beautiful uh, state of Colorado, specifically in in Denver. How can folks get a hold of you? Yeah, absolutely. So I work for uh, a very big company here in Colorado in our downtown office, Keller Williams Downtown. And uh, they can reach me a couple of ways. One is my cell phone number, which is 303-520-5792. Or certainly via email, which is Jeff Wambolt. Last name is W-A-M-B-O-L-T. And it's at KW.com. So Jeff Wambolt at KW.com. And I'd love to help anybody in the local Denver metro area. Awesome. Listeners, we will make sure and post Jeff's information. I I vouch for this guy that he has a ton of integrity. He works his butt off. And uh, just a great guy to know. So, hey, Jeff, thanks for coming on. I appreciate you sharing. You bet. Thanks so much for having me, Rick. I really appreciate it. Listeners, thank you for tuning in today. If you had any questions or comments on this show or any previous show, or you just want to get connected, you can check us out at facebook.com forward slash rawitted, tweet us at rawitted, or email us at rick at rawitted.com. And if this show has helped you in any way, please take a moment and leave us a rate and a review on iTunes. We love hearing from you all and your feedback can only make us better. Once again, thank you for tuning in and we'll see you at the next episode.